0: why is good design so important to inductive automation how does ia approach design and what is its value to its users does the perspective module represent a breakthrough in industrial visualization how is inductive automation helping users achieve the next level in visual application development this is inductive conversations with our host Arnel ignacio speaking with our guests ray sensenbach product design manager Steve Kulaga, UI UX Designer, and Paul Scott, Trading Content Manager, all from Inductive Automation. Hello and welcome to Inductive Conversations. My name is Arnel Ignacio and I'm the Marketing Technology Specialist at Inductive Automation. Here today with me are three great guests from Inductive Automation. Uh, We have Ray Sensenbach, who's the Product Design Manager. Uh, We have Steve Kulaga, who's the UI UX Designer. And we have Paul Scott, who's the Trading Content Manager here at IA. Welcome, guys. Thank you for joining me here on this podcast.
1: Yeah, thanks, thanks for bringing us together.
0: So before we begin, uh, I'm going to have you guys uh, introduce yourselves and just tell me who you are and what you do here at IA. Uh, Ray, you want to begin?
1: Yeah, sure thing. So uh, yeah, my name is Ray Sensenbach. I joined IA, I don't know, about six years ago or so, and uh, joined as a ui UX designer. Um, and since I've become the uh, product design manager for the product design team, which works uh, within the development department. So I sort of lead and work with the designers on uh, making the Ignition product itself.
0: Thanks, Ray. How about you, Steve?
1: Uh, Yeah,
2: Steve Kalaga here. Um, I joined IA a little over nine years ago as a designer in the marketing team, and I worked there for about eight years until recently I I had a new kind of change in in pace and what I wanted to do, so I focus more on UI and UX now and the internal systems. Um, department where we work on things like the website, um, Inductive University, internal and external products for for customers and, and people in the company.
0: And it's it's been awesome. Excellent. Excellent. Welcome. And Paul?
3: Yeah. So uh, I joined the company a little over eight years ago. I started off as a support engineer in our technical support team. Uh, I switched over to our training team and as an, as an instructor, so I taught classes and Made IU videos for a few years, switched over to development for a little bit, did, helped out with some product ideation and, and development, and then switched to my current role, where my, most of my time now is spent sort of
0: maintaining and updating our user manual, as well as uh, Inductive University. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome, Paul. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about design, kind of the philosophy that we have here at IA, how it uh, plays a role here and how it influences how we do things in terms of the the product that we make and as well as what we put out there front-facing on our website, all the materials. And then we're gonna also jump in and take a look at the perspective module and how its effect has been for our customers, how it's pulling in new technologies from IT and also pulling in some thoughts on on design and how it's influenced the product. So, just as background, as a company, we've been putting out a lot of content, producing a lot of of material on on design, and we've been emphasizing the importance of design and then showing our customers how they can achieve that high level of, of design. So through ICC sessions, through blog posts, webinars, for example, design like a pro. We've been putting a lot of great content on on the methodology and and the best practices on design. In this conversation I would like to look at, you know, what is the reasoning why we are so focused on design um and how it's uh, playing a role in, in the way we develop our product. So, I'm going to I'm going to start off with the first question here. So, why is Inductive Automation so focused on on design?
1: Yeah, I can kick that off. Um so I mean, why not be, right? I I mean, Steve and I were talking about this yesterday a bit, but, uh, you know, as consumers, you know, in in just our general day-to-day lives, we really expect nowadays this really high level of UI and UX design polish in the applications that we use, you know, as consumers. So think of, you know, your Facebook or your email client or something like that. And we notice poor design when we see it and use it because we're just so used to this high level of quality. So just as a company, as IA, we want to sort of bring that high level of polish to the applications and products that we produce because consumers expect that nowadays, customers expect it. And uh, that there's so much training and information and content out there that allows you know anyone to get up to speed with design nowadays that it's kind of more or less unacceptable to have poor design output. And design is so much more than how things look, it's really how things uh, work. So we we really have a big emphasis on that, not just in the engineering department, but really across the entire company. It's definitely something that is part of our culture and we definitely hire obviously creative folks in every department and, and tend to allow anyone to be a problem solver and bring their expertise to the design realm.
0: Okay, excellent. excellent. Uh, so like in, in our industry, is that something that's expected? I mean, with a lot of our competitors out there, we, we, you know, we see a lot of these industrial type interfaces and designs and, you know, how our software works. Do you think our customers find it refreshing or surprising that, you know, we are focusing on this design methodology, this, this increase or improvement into our design? Yeah,
1: I mean, I'm not sure if they find it surprising or not, but I definitely think that they get some delight out of it. The, the industry is so complex that we, we really have this emphasis on UI UX design in the product because we want it to you know not be so intimidating and make it more approachable so that anybody can pick up a condition. And with some of the tools that we've baked in over the years, can really get, get up and running with a new project Without sort of that initial hurdle of of complexity and uh, really needing that that backlog of sort of engineering uh, depth of knowledge to to jump in and start creating something.
0: Excellent, excellent. And and, <clears throat> and what value does having good design bring to customers and users?
2: Yeah, so I can talk about that a little bit. So good design is is kind of like you want to make something as easy to use, user friendly, and. That really leads to, you know, if you're a new customer or you're trying to figure out something, the less time you take to figure that thing out, the the more time you have to spend on what really matters to you or, you know, less downtime, which saves you or your company money. So I'd say that's a, a really big value for having good design. And I think that's one of the big reasons why we do it. We want to let our customers do what they need to do and not have to focus so much on the little the little details we try and get that figured out for them first
0: yeah okay okay design is it merely to make things look good or is there a deeper reason for it is it does it help with let's say communication for for an organization to standardize communication across the board
2: yeah design is is definitely more than just making things look good i think that's a that's something people usually tend to say like oh can you make this look pretty or whatever and that's usually not the case. I mean it, it happens sometimes. we do want to make things look aesthetically pleasing to to people. that really helps helps things. but when you break it down it's really it's more than just the visuals. it's it's how things are organized. it's what words are being used and the tone of of those words. So it's like this whole thing of creating a user experience of of all those things added together. So there's a lot of thought that goes into it and it's not just a person who's a designer that can help with that. It's it's everyone in the company that has a good idea and, and figuring out what customers are wanting and building solutions that help them and make it easier for them. Excellent, thank you.
0: And then when it comes to our customers, you know, we, we're putting uh, a lot of this content out. How, how equipped are they when it comes to design? You know, we're just kind of like, a, you know, current customers, they've used Vision for as long as it's been out. Um, and then now we're moving on to uh, a different sort of, uh, you can say, platform um, in terms of, of, of visualization. So are, are, do, you, do you find that our customers are right on the go? They can they can go in there and, and, and design or, I mean, build with it with that design mentality? Or is there some something else that needs to, to happen for them?
1: Personally, I've noticed a pretty large uptick in sort of the design chops of most of our customers from the projects that I've seen in our case studies over the years. And I think that is for a few reasons. Primarily, it's the training resources and the content that I think that we put out as a company. You know, obviously, we have all these free resources out that Paul's been a big part of over the years and and led a lot of of these projects. Um, You know, things like our webinars on design, uh, the various ICC sessions that we've, you know, recorded and uploaded. And obviously Inductive University itself is just an indispensable resource to, to learning, you know, not only just visual design skills, but also, you know, best practices around, you know, how to, how to structure projects, how to make your information, turn, turn your data basically into information uh, in these industrial projects. And also I'll say that we're, we're, you know, on the design group team within engineering department, we're we're working really hard to provide these tools out of the box, you know, within within perspective specifically that are really intentionally and well-designed so that we're trying to kind of take some of that burden off of users. Obviously it helps to have, you know, the design skills or the design folks on your team. But, um, you know, we want to give you the best tools out of the box so that you don't necessarily have to shoulder that entire burden of becoming a designer yourself or even hiring one internally. We think that you know providing these well-designed tools within Perspective and, and just across the board within Ignition has, has sort of helped that transition. Yeah, I think it kind of helps out
3: uh, a lot in our particular industry, like a lot of the work you guys have done. Like, like, so speaking from personal um, experience, my background uh, really wasn't in design, like back when I was in college and whatnot. And it was one of those things where it's like, ah, I'm not really, I'm not good at making stuff pretty. You know, it's a very ignorant mindset, right? I think working with Steve here and working with Ray over the years and kind of seeing the the benefits that a good design can lead kind of going back to the last question here I mean a good design is sort of you're, you're sort of like brushing away complex unnecessary things so that the meaning behind the content is really shining through and that's kind of, and that's huge right because if you look at like something that's really convoluted or or confusing it's not that the information's bad it's just it's presented in this way that's maybe difficult to process so and I think a lot of our customers have sort of a similar background to myself where you know their their electrical engineering backgrounds their their PLC programmer backgrounds they have all these different backgrounds that aren't necessarily design but now need some sort of design tips and I think that's where a lot of these these articles these these resources we've been putting out and helping folks because they're trying to like distill like kind of key points down so folks can sort of easily incorporate them. So, so it's one of those things where there's a need for it, but there hasn't really been a good way to transition mm-hmm. or, or basically translate that over to folks. And I think that's something we're still trying to develop and, and work towards. And I, I think that's what people uh, really like about a lot of the content we put out there is thats that, is, is that we're, we're sort of catering to the folks with those backgrounds and trying to make it easy for them to adopt.
1: I, you know, our industry does tend to be maybe a few years behind the general tech industry. Uh, moves a little bit slower and, and for good reason, right? Because there's so much more, potential impact of poor design or poor development of these applications, you know, being that we're in, you know, critical infrastructure and things like that. But the implications of UI UX design are becoming a little bit more known in the industry. Whereas, you know, we see these big players in tech are really staffing up in design specifically, you know, you'll have big tech giants, you know, Amazon, Facebook are obvious examples, but having, you know, teams of hundreds of designers. And that's, very intentional, obviously, because uh, they're starting to understand the impact that good user experience can have, you know, sort of on their bottom line. Uh, it, you know, if an application is, is highly usable, uh, there'll be, it'll be less error prone. It'll be less overhead for their support teams. It'll be, you know, less ticketing, less pain, I guess, in general, and really just boost people's confidence in using the tool that they've provided. So we're starting to see that a little bit more, I think, in this industry now.
0: Yeah and I think you guys made some of these points you know uh, just improving the user experience improving the UX UI and do you think design has become essential in terms of giving data a voice so you know for example we've we've recently seen a lot of chatter about data ops and so you have a lot of data being gen- being generated by manufacturing plants and plants out in the field and now you have all this data and everyone's like oh great we have all this data but what do we do with it next and so you know, there's the whole idea of formatting it and giving it models so that the data has some context. But then you get to that step of now it has context. Now we can get the information, but how do we present that? So do you feel like design has become... Now an essential piece.
1: Yeah, I definitely do. You're right. Like we have all this big data, right? Especially in this industry, it's monumental. And and being able to turn that data into information is the key, the key point. I mean, you can you can smatter data and tables all over screens, but unless you're really intentionally trying to target some sort of um you know use case with that data and presenting it in such a way that it can be digested by by a target audience, right? That's sort of where the magic happens and that's what user experience designers have been doing, you know, for years and years and years, both in other industries and just in general. And yeah, that's starting to see the light of day more in the industrial space.
0: Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to move over to uh, the perspective module. And so, you know, this has been a big release for us uh, with Ignition 8.0. And just want to kind of dive in into what perspective is bringing to, to our customers and to our users and to everyone in general. And um I want to start off with how important is design when it comes to software development. You know, now we're improving a lot of our interfaces. Ray, you've done a lot of work with the gateway improving a lot of that uh a lot of that area. But with you know with perspective now being released, how has design been with with the influence on that?
1: Yeah, it's been within the company definitely increasingly important as in uh we're staffing up obviously within within the development team with designers. As well as you know across other teams as well. you know we have I think three design teams spread out throughout the org. and a lot of folks like I mentioned earlier, just with that creative problem solving mindset who can bring you know solutions to the table that really simplify the problem. And That's really what our job is as designers is solving problems. You know we're starting with a use case and then trying to decide how and what to present to whom it's sort of a pretty simple process but there's a lot of you know asking questions and talking to those who will be using the product and working with you know our customers and customer base to develop the best thing so yeah i'd say it's it's extremely important
0: so we have a lot of individuals in our in organization um, and coming from all different backgrounds. Do you feel like there is a, a lot of ramp up for new designers coming into the industrial space?
1: Not necessarily. I mean, it's a little bit of a strange uh, space for product design because of the sort of two steps of separation from end users. And, and what I mean by that is, you know, we're, we're designing the ignition product for engineers who are then, you know, building applications and products for their end users. So that's a little bit of a a unique environment for designers and it takes a little bit of time to get up to speed with. Um, but, but in general, you know, we're just doing the same thing that folks do for other products, but with that small caveat where we're, we really are uh, limited in the assumptions that we can make about, you know, what our engineers are going to do with ignitions and with the new components that we're putting out there. And that's sort of a, a big mindset shift where you don't necessarily know the end user's use case, You know what they're going to do with this component when you give it to them. Our, our customers are so creative with what they can take and do with, with our components. And they really surprise us every day and come up these new use cases that we then, you know, if, if they're sort of mainstream use cases, we we might then turn around and expand upon a component to better support that or, or add additional components to uh, make those use cases uh, come to life easier within ignition Good.
0: Thank you thank you on the topic of perspective, it leverages you know web development technologies, specifically html five uh, we've seen a lot of that being leveraged across the industry, especially in the It industry we, we've been seeing a lot of great things being built out there and it's now you know with perspective we're moving it into our our industry of industrial control So you know have improvements to software design has it been accelerated by web technologies? Uh, or, you know, having software hosted on the cloud, has that expectation driven pretty much the need for the perspective module?
3: I would say that the idea of having sort of these sort of cloud hosted services or even just web-based access to things, I think it's driven software development quite a bit, including perspective for, I mean, it's, there's kind of a joke already within the programming community that like, you know, if you're trying to solve the problem, first thing you do is you go to Stack Overflow and see if someone else has done it, Right. Which is kind of a joke, but it sort of speaks to the zeitgeist a little bit, if I could drop $5 words down, that there's sort of this this expectation that sharing ideas, sharing existing work, and utilizing work is, is sort of commonplace now, right? Um, if you make a, some cool tool or whatever, you put into a Git repo somewhere, and then other people can either fork it and make it their own, or they can just contribute to source and make it better, right? And then that's how you get these kind of like really popular libraries or tools that do certain things. And so I... I mean, you see it with our own development team. You see it with other development teams. This idea of just putting stuff up somewhere in some shared area, and then other people can kind of utilize it, has been huge. And I think it's really, honestly, accelerated a lot of our software uh, development. Uh, I should say not just us, but the entire world. Right? Like it's 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 made it a lot easier. I mean, contributing or having collaboration from other folks generally makes things go a little bit quicker, right? in a lot of cases, with some you know, exceptions. Um, and I mean, you, you can even look at it at a smaller scale too. Like if you look at the Ignition Exchange, for example, right? Like that's been, that's been sort of like a, obviously a very Ignition specific sort of uh, resource or utility to share things. But it's also been, I think a bit more approachable for folks that maybe aren't super familiar with other, you know, tools like version control systems and whatnot. It, it kind of reminds me a little bit too. I did it an Ignition Community Live last year sometime. I can't remember what number it was, but, but the the theme of it was we were talking about uh, Maker projects, project people have developed for Maker that did kind of cool stuff and they kind of wanted to show off. And in talking with them, I want to say all of them because I don't, I can't remember a case of someone who didn't, but I want to say all of them have actually contributed these projects to the exchange, which means other people have started using them and, and taking advantage. And I think it's just, kind of, it's, it's kind of, no one's asking them to do that. It's just, they kind of just did it. You know what I mean? Like It's just kind of this like expectation. I mean, some of it's kind of cool because you can kind of say, hey, I helped with this project in some way, but, but it's also kind of nice to just share with the community. So you get these people building these things that then other people end up using and it just kind of builds upon itself. So it's, it's I, I, kind of going down a rabbit hole there. But I mean, yeah, I mean, long story short, I, I think this idea of open collaboration and being able to share these resources, these web technologies really, really have, have sort of expedited um, how we're able to develop software now.
0: Yeah, excellent. Yeah, Now, that's a great point you're making. You know, especially with ignition exchange, just the the collaboration. You know, we have a very large community here at Inductive Automation, and they have done you know amazing things. Uh, you know, they've been prolific with a lot of the stuff that they produce. But then, kind of the, the just pushing in and 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 creating all these different things, and are willing to share that so that you know, as a community, we we're growing. Um, what we can do with the Ignition platform. Yeah, Ray, I mean, can you speak to that in terms of like how, how that's been for us?
1: Yeah, it's been phenomenal. I mean, Paul said it really well. And again, it, it kind of links back to that sort of two levels of our user base. So folks that are using Ignition itself are able to tap into this community and these resources on the exchange that we've created for you know ignition specific you know projects, gateway backups, tools, things like that. And then on our development team's end, because of these web technologies that are out there and like these open source libraries and things, it really speeds up the production um, and development of the platform itself as well. Like for example, you know, we're able to tap into you know the React tool for creating our components on, on the development side. And then little things too, like the, you know, material design icon repository, which we, you know, built into perspective now and offer, you know, it ships with the product. That's, that's thousands of icons that were, you know, very well intentionally designed by a huge team of designers over years and years and years. And we just get that for free and we can give it to our users for free who can then give it to their users for free. That type of collaboration and and sharing of resources has been pretty monumental in, in the industry in general.
0: Yeah, and no, no, that's exciting to see just having all of that, all of that wealth of knowledge being shared across the board, you know, just to make everything better, work better, and just be better. Right. So I'm going to move on to, you know, further into in, into perspective. You know, recently, I, I read an article from uh, com you know, about the iPhone. And it said that there are four words that Steve Jobs had said that literally changed the course of history for that company. And And those four words is breakthrough internet communication device. And then this article, it says that at that time, no one knew what that meant. People were still stuck in the idea that you had a phone, and you had a music player. But what is that third thing? And so the reason I'm talking about it is that it's the device has changed pretty much the way we have interacted with the world today. Today, you know, if you wanted to order something, you just open up an app, you can order it, someone can deliver it to you or you can pick it up, you can set schedules, you can look up all your health information. It's just a wealth of things that we have never been, we haven't done before. And so the reason I want to bring that back into this conversation is that Perspective, it leverages this web technology, but it also leverages mobile devices. So not trying to stretch the connection here, but do you think perspective represents a breakthrough in the industrial control industry?
3: Yeah, I think the one of the things that really kind of, I think, gets downplayed a little bit, not intentionally, uh, with perspective, is is just the fact that it it can utilize a web browser for the client, Right like it doesn't 20 years ago if you needed to run some application somewhere you would what you'd install something and then hopefully other things you install later don't clobber that installation or cause some other problem so that you're, you're you're basically like having to manage the system yourself right but nowadays i mean web browsers are basically front ends for any number of other software packages or services right i can't speak for everyone but i know like every day when I'm at work, I have a million browser tabs open. And that's not necessarily because I'm bad at cleaning things up, but it's because, you know, I got like a calendar open. I got an email client open in another tab. I have some documentation or maybe several tabs with the documentation that I have open because I need to reference them. It's, I have another one where I'm writing something or, you know what I mean? Like like the web browsers are basically like the, the, this this sort of standardized front end I say standardized in like the loosest sense because you know if, if you actually do web development you know the different browsers do different things but but in a more like general sense right like like we can kind of assume oh people will have access to a web browser right it's pretty it's pretty safe to assume that you know what I mean like like even talking about that article or talking about like Steve Jobs kind of like announcing that like yeah phones have web browsers now right that's huge and everyone has a phone on them right and it's not uncommon for folks to even for our space to maybe have some sort of tablet or something uh, on the plant floor that has a browser has some sort of approved browser or whatnot so so just getting perspective like a runtime of perspective on that device is is really simplistic nowadays you know what i mean you just point it to a url and then it goes and then then that's it you don't have to fiddle around with anything else um so so just that being able to sort of like develop some sort of application and perspective and then trusting that it can run on basically anything right like like you have like you know, Amazon Web Services, you have Raspberry Pis, you just tablets, whatever, you know what I mean? Like, like, it's, it's just so accessible. Like you you can get perspective on so many different devices. It's huge.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's amazing that, that kind of the widespread accessibility that mobile devices have provided and that Perspective is able to leverage. I think that's great.
1: Yeah. And I'll say that that definitely tends to be sort of an aha moment, I think for a lot of people in the industry, where, if I remember correctly, when we first released Perspective at ICC, uh, there was, I think, a live demo. And at the end of it, you know, folks on stage built an application in Perspective Live within, you know, just a 30 or 45-minute session. And then at the end of it, you know, we put up a QR code, I think, and, you know, hundreds of people in the audience pulled out their devices and immediately had live sessions running of that application that was just built which, you know, is incredible and and just so impossible, like Paul mentioned, you know, 10, 20 years ago. Um, So that really tends to be folks, you know, Steve Jobsian aha moment, I think, for what Perspective is able to do and is doing
0: yeah no that's excellent to, to point out uh, and you did mention you know people pulled out their their mobile phones and used uh, their their camera to capture the QR code you know we've we've talked about the web browser part but perspective also has the capability of leveraging the sensors on a mobile device correct
1: yeah absolutely uh, almost almost everything I think we're able to tap into now including you know uh, you know gyroscope location photo uh, uploads and taking and you know all the other Sensors built in. So, right. I mean, there again is just a huge, what used to be maybe a barrier to entry or a very expensive, uh, you know, equipment type procurement that ha- have to happen across multiple teams and departments. Again, that's all baked in through uh, our devices. So you get that out of the box.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Customers, have they found being able to do that? Has it given them more capability on the plant floor?
1: Yeah. And that, that again is like we're, we're seeing customers do really amazing things with the product, which is so exciting for us. You know, things like geofencing capabilities based on, you know, where the person is on the plant floor, or maybe they need to, you know, see different information A different screen pops up based on, you know, which, which piece of equipment they're next to, or they can leverage augmented reality and point their, their device at a, at a tank and see through it and, and know, you know, what the levels are, what's in it, what's cooking. Um, you can really get some pretty, pretty unique data and insights out of the tool through these uh, sensors.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So yeah, we've been talking about perspective and how how it's been for the Ignition platform. And so I'm just going to touch upon, you know, how has updating the design to the Ignition platform, how has it been for our customers where we're now moving it into this new user experience? uh, And also, especially that we came out with Quick Start to get people educated on these. How how has that been so far?
3: It seems pretty positive so far, to be honest. Um, Just kind of having more tools and making it more accessible for folks as sort of, I, and I think that kind of like ties a little bit into maybe our sort of strategy with this is just kind of make it really easy for people to kind of get their hands on and play around with, and then just let the product kind of speak for itself. And that seems to be kind of our approach to a lot of things, but it seems to work really well. Uh, <laughs> just kind of let people play around with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think having that interaction with the tool and being able to play around with it and see what it can do, I think that serves people well.
1: Yeah. And I think it pr- pretty quickly, when you start using perspective specifically with an ignition, you know, and the designer. I think, uh, you know, what folks might have worried about uh, in regards to maybe a barrier to entry, meaning, you know, do I have to be a web dev to be able to, you know, a front end programmer to be able to, you know, use perspective because it's a front end web development tool. Um, and you know, the answer is pretty obviously no, because we're building it in such a way that we're kind of abstracting a lot of that um, out. You know, you're not just in a code editor, you're in still, you know, a, a WYSIWYG environment, you're dragging components onto the board uh, artboard and you're you're building really data dense applications really quickly um, and like I mentioned kind of abstracting out that web development knowledge that you might need so for example like the the property editor you know that's just raw Json on the back end more or less and, and, and raw CSS styles but you're you're not just in a text editor having to deal with that like a normal web developer would be we're presenting it in in a much more user friendly way with with sort of that intention to uh make it just a better experience for for our developers and more consistent with with vision and what folks are
0: used to. No, I think I think that's excellent that we've we've been able to do that. Um and that kind of leads us into our, our next part here, um inductive university and a lot of our other content has done a great job in educating our users on using ignition. When Perspective was first released, what has been like the early feedback on on its use?
3: Yeah, so when Perspective was first released, we, it's funny because Perspective kind of came out a little early. Like we kind of want to just get it out there and get some user feedback and kind of see what people were trying to do with it. So we can kind of figure out where its development should kind of lend itself. And so I remember trying to do a lot of documentation for it in the early beta. And and then I've seen it kind of like progress over time. And so I I, I can kind of speak from, from personal experience, having used the software quite a bit myself. I, I see Perspective tried to it, it's almost like perspective was like a redo for a visualization system, right? Like like we developed perspective with this idea of okay, we know what people were trying to do with vision. Let's make that better, right? And so when people are trying to learn perspective, there was there's a lot of similarities that people will find, like things like bindings and property change scripts, like a lot of like common things that folks used. InVision made their way over to perspective. So there's like parts were, that were very familiar, but then there's parts that were very foreign because, you know, and then we have these like sort of web development ideas that we try to like distill down and simplify a bit, but they still exist. So things like flex boxes and, and just kind of CSS in general, right? So th- there's a bit of a learning curve there. Uh, over the, now, over time, I mean, documentation's got better, more features and quality of life changes to the software have sort of been applied, so which makes it a lot easier for folks to pick up. At as of now, I should say in modern day, you know, IU, things are actually looking really positive. Last year, we released the Building Perspective course, which is kind of like a long case study slash tutorial on kind of getting started with perspective. It was sort of designed to kind of be used as a guide for folks that are switching over from vision. And that's actually gotten a massive amount of feedback, which is saying something because IU already gets a lot of positive feedback. So just kind of this last year, it kind of stood out quite a bit more. Kind of a, kind of a fun little story. Uh, we have a gentleman in our company. His name's David Gressemeyer. And he currently works with our university outreach right now. So we, we work with a lot of colleges, we, their engineering programs, like they they have like, you know, automation programs. And we basically kind of give them copies of Ignition and and sort of like a, help them develop like a small kind of curriculum for the Ignition side. So that way they don't, you know, spend too much time with the class focusing just on Ignition, but that they can at least kind of start building a little SCADA system. And so he used to like basically pick out a bunch of IU courses and then send that as kind of the curriculum. But now that we have building perspective, he just sends that. It's, it's a more like distilled kind of like much simpler, process right and there's less videos overall because it's more focused on just getting you started without giving you without kind of adopting iu's current p- paradigm of, of like uh, or I should say, credential courses paradigm of, of like each video being like its own topic in a vacuum so no people seem to like it they, they seem to appreciate the extra sort of uh guidance and learning the module which makes me want to do more stuff like that and we've of course we've also had if folks are trying to learn perspective we do have our perspective training class which has gotten a lot of positive feedback as well so so Folks that have already kind of gone through the core class can then take this more specialized course with our instructing, instruction team to kind of get a little bit more insight on the ins and outs of perspective.
0: Excellent, excellent. Yeah, and in addition to that perspective course that you talked about, we also, you know, wanted to touch upon, again, the design fundamentals. And so uh, there was a... Um, a course that was created in IU called Design Fundamentals, and it ties into using perspective. It kind of leads into it, giving it a prerequisite course into leading into perspective. And and Steve, you've had a good deal of work on that. Can you speak more on that project and how it came about?
2: Yeah, yeah. So with the company, we've always had really good success with design-related content. Like we've mentioned earlier, we've done webinars, we've done ICC sessions, things like that. And we've always gotten great feedback and customers have always wanted more. So this was kind of a way to to get that up there for our customers and just for everybody in general. Like these new courses that we created, we call them elective studies, and the design fundamentals course is composed of all the basics that can help, you know, help you build better interfaces. It can help you design better sell sheets for marketing. It, it, it's really all encompassing and things like um, responsive design, visual hierarchy, typography, design systems. So if you're wanting to get to that next level to, you know, like we talked about earlier, where good design is kind of commonplace now for having a good, a good software product and, If you want to get to that next level, this was something that we wanted to put out there to help our customers get to that level and have them start to see like these little simple changes that you can do can make a whole bit of difference to your project or or whatever you're trying to make.
0: Yeah. And I think the great thing about that design fundamentals course is that it's just it's not just for perspective, but it it gives you a good foundation on what, you know, what to think about, what the considerations, you know, how to approach it. So I think overall, I think anyone would would benefit from you know taking that in general, but I think it's it's great that we have that as a resource, and it's a good lead-in to to how people can develop great HMIs, dashboards, screens, or anything in general that design is related to. So as Perspective continues to improve, and it is you know we've we've had these release trains ha- going on for the last two years, three years, I believe. What are your thoughts on it uh, on the adoption of a Perspective? Um, do you feel like it's accelerating? Yeah, any thoughts on that?
3: Yeah, it really seems like it's uh, been picking up a bit. Uh, A lot of folks were, we kind of said this at other avenues, but basically a lot of folks were holding out for a long-term support version of Ignition before they really kind of took the plunge and started messing around with Perspective. Not to say that we didn't have early adopters, we did, but it definitely seems like folks were kind of holding out a little bit uh, intentionally, which makes sense. And I think you're going to continue to see that sort of pattern continue over time. Um, Again, I I mentioned kind of working on documentation for Perspective way back when it was like in a beta and then i look at it now and i see just how much it's it's matured right like how much it's grown how many how many new features is added how many quality of life things it's it's added and it's it's kind of funny the the other day so so right now uh, 8114 as of the as of the time of this writing hasn't been released yet that's something that's coming around the bend real soon here and i remember working on some of the documentation for it and i found a feature we added to perspective that is really small in the grand scheme of things but i'm going to nerd out on it for a minute um, it's actually something I've been wanting for a long time. So there's this idea that basically alarms can have associated data, and then that associated data can now actually be shown on the built-in alarm table components in perspective. And if you don't know what that means, that's OK. But if you know what that means, you probably think this is huge, because associated data is one of those things that people kind of go all in on. And they've, folks have been wanting a way to show that on our built-in components by uh, natively. And Vision just it hasn't been in the cards, unfortunately, for for some time. But perspective now has it, right? So we're not really at a point I mean, we're still kind of working on it i should say but we're not necessarily to me it seems like a big breakthrough because perspective has done more than just trying to match feature parity It's surpassed it right like like it's doing something that vision couldn't right and it's doing it a bit better and again it's a small thing but i got excited about it because just from talking to customers and or over the years and trying to teach them how to use the software it's something that people have been wanting so and i think again five years from now like if you look in the future you're going to see more of that. You know what I mean? You're going to see more of these quality of life improvements. You're going to see new features. Not necessarily, I mean, yeah, you'll see like, you know, big flashy, big features. But I think you'll also see these kind of like smaller things that end up just making your life far more, or I should say your your applications far more useful or, or helpful or, or better incorporate other data that you want to show on these components. So again, I, I think the future looks pretty bright. And I think we're going to, as a result, we're going to see more people switching over to perspective as time goes on.
1: Yeah, and I'll add to that too. Um, being a web-based you know module, it, it opens up the opportunity for our customers to develop their their own modules um, much easier. I would say than it than it used to be for for Vision, for example. Uh, just because like all the things we've talked about already, there's sort of that lower barrier to entry and, and the bigger sort of just wealth of open source knowledge out there about you know building things in 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 web tech. So so anyone who you know, maybe is it hesitant to get in because it's lacking, you know, X or Y feature, you know, folks can build those tools for themselves, you know, while we're ramping up our own components forth for things, you know, as time goes on, there's just sort of that lower barrier to entry for, for everyone involved. So I think, again, that's going to help push it forward and help, you know, larger companies um, adopt it in a much more unique way than we've seen before.
0: Excellent. Excellent. So we're, we're nearing the end of our our conversation um is there anything else uh, that anyone wants to add any any points they want to make
2: um yeah as i want to make a point just about the design portion of this and that the idea that good design can be accomplished by anyone basically you don't have to go to school for years to learn all the ins and outs of it you can literally watch a, a youtube video or watch a university video on the fundamentals and that could bump your your project up quite a bit in a in a small amount of time. So it's more about just being conscious about it and thinking about it as you're creating something and keeping your your users in mind and how it will help them with this thing that you're making instead of just getting all the data that someone asked for out there and throwing it on a screen. It's seeing what's most important and figuring out you know the best use case for that specific problem.
3: If I could uh, add to what Steve says there. Yeah, it, it, you absolutely don't need to be an expert. I, I, I said it before, I'll say it again. My background is not in design, but just through working with Ray and Steve here over the past couple of years, I'm, I'm at a point where I'm definitely not on their level, but I can spot like, oh, maybe I shouldn't do this because it's it's, it's it's convoluted or it's, it's distracting or whatever. So it's, it's just small things you can kind of pick up as you go over time, absolutely.
1: To add, we also have just so many uh, additional ideas and big sort of features that are coming down the pipeline that... That we're really excited about um, especially for for the 8.2 release specifically and just the stability of 8.1 and and just sort of bumping up the performance um, behind perspective and just sort of rounding out its its capabilities um, over time we're super super focused on that so it's going to just continue to get better and now is maybe the time to jump in and start Start kicking things around with the designer and, and picking up some of these skills that we've talked about, both just in perspective generally and, and in design specifically for for future application development. And and we're also we're also always hiring uh, front end developers and and QA engineers on our team. Uh, we're we're pretty pretty rapidly uh, staffing up in the department. So I just wanted to put in a plug for that. If any folks are you know entry level or sort of veterans in the industry? You know front end devs and QA and designers are always sorely needed on our team. So we're looking into that. And so check out the careers page if you get a chance on, on ia.com.
0: All right, excellent. Thank you, Ray. Uh, so as we wrap up this podcast, uh, I want to reiterate uh, some of the things that we've talked about in this episode. So I invite you to go to inductiveautomation.com and go to our resources page. And look up all of our content, uh, webinars, articles, uh, and case studies uh, to see how you can use perspective. I also invite you to go to our downloads page and download Ignition for free. And you have an unlimited trial to try it out and try out Quick Start to see how perspective can work out for you. And also uh, look at uh, inductiveuniversity.com. I would recommend that you go register and take the courses there. It's completely free, has everything that you'll need to get up and running with Ignition. And also, as Paul mentioned, the perspective uh, class and also the design fundamental uh, courses that Steve has talked about. I'd like to thank everyone for joining me today. Steve, Ray, Paul, thank you again. This has been a great conversation uh, regarding design and perspective. Thank you to our audience for joining us today. I wish everyone a great day and thank you.
1: Hey listeners, this is a quick reminder to subscribe to our podcast if you're enjoying the conversations. Also, if you have a topic or a question you'd like us to cover, or if you're interested in being a guest on a future episode, then please send your inquiries to podcast at